Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio and the best thing about it was like a Morpheus, a single Morpheus guy came up and was like, dude, you, yo, what's up, man? You, you mind if I just like tag along with you? We'll Did just he like- literally like hold out his hand and go red pill, blue pill? Oh, my God. Blue pill, you turn around and that you get no ass. Was red pill, a you take it, night. you come with me and we get fucking wrecked off cocaine. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> and it will just fucking crush some fucking ass. You want to live? You want to live, Neo? You want to fucking live? Uh, take the red pill. And let's go do some blow. <laughs> that sounds like LA. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. Jay, can you believe it? We actually, at some point, I don't know when, because <laughs> I stopped numbering episodes, uh, we passed 250 episodes. Oh, I, I know. So pretty fucking, fucking awesome. I love it. It's pretty crazy. 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 And, uh, we are now like averaging like uh, more downloads. I, I hesitate to say numbers because like everyone's always like you know it's either yeah. it's either, I, don't th- for, I don't think the numbers thing is ever really for some proper. people they're always like they're always like man that's that's super low and then like other people are like man that's that's a lot of downloads like how do you get that many downloads and it's like oh I don't know just do it for five years <laughs> I guess I don't know that's really um, all but, it is I, and honestly is, I've I've heard so many things where like it it really is just one of those things like there's no magic recipe. No you just have bullet. to. It's just the roll of the dice. Just Hell no. Just wait it out. Just keep plugging along. Just you know, do it. It's, it's, if you're not it's, having fun doing it, don't do it. That's it's it. It's like playing with yourself. Sometimes you get a magnificent load at the end. It feels good to get it out. Other times it just goes whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Some episodes we do do <laughs> massive amounts in downloads. Some episodes we do they're fine. It does. It does okay. It does it's it, our subscribers? You, listen you can't even it. copy the recipe. It is what it is. <laughs> no, it is what it is. You just it can't replicate it. Yeah, it is what it is. It's, and I know um, Jay is still a little bit under the weather. So to, still- I, well, that is true. And I've been trying to coach Dave. For, you know, as you guys probably know already, that you know, don't worry about that kind of shit. Because it, guess it, what? It, and obviously, David, because I'm the one gr- running the show, right? I'm the one. Well, I'm the I, one, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I'm the one I fully understand. I do, I do fully understand that. <laughs> It's my blood, sweat, tears come. It's all of me into it. <laughs> it is like, all that. It's 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 my baby. It's my clone. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so I, I I tie a lot of my mental health and my personal well being into how well this show does. Just like just like I do with my own son. My my, my son's not doing well. I'm not feeling well. The show's not doing well. I'm not feeling well. And you deserve. I might love, the, I might love the show more than the baby. I haven't decided yet. They're kind of equal. <laughs> 
as of now. <laughs> but Jay is still under the weather, uh, so we are still recording remotely. Hopefully, this is the last week we have to record remotely. Um, Jay's pretty it much should over be the last. His, it should be the last week. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're over your illness, but you still have a little bit of a. He's ah, got a little bit of a, of a little sore throat. You know. Yeah, my throat is still giving me issues, especially the more I talk. So. And I, I love um, that as I had a mom. very talkative day, I knew a talkative night was going to be potentially Even an worse. issue. So I love how me and your mom both gave you the same advice, where we're just like, warm water, salt, gargle it, you're going to feel fine. And you're like, that's disgusting. Um, <laughs> but to help you out, I think you should crack an egg white into that warm water and put salt in it, shake it up, and then drink it down, because we all know how much you love to guzzle cum. That's, that's, that's exactly what the texture would probably be like. <laughs> Warm water would start cooking that oh. egg. It would thicken it up. And the salt, oh. you would just you would just gargle it. And stuff. Can I put some pineapple juice in it? We that's could what, probably that's, put that's that on the only. We could probably put that on the only fans that we talked about. <laughs> After dark. Jay gargles come. <laughs> I mean, not really. It's just it's just egg whites and and salt and warm water. But well, we'll put that in the YouTube after dark show. Yeah, the, the effect they, they is they there, can watch right? me do it. All right, so uh, see if we, it helps my voice. This this week, uh, you know, me and Jay watched some stuff. No, nothing really new. I do have a new review uh, for a Netflix original film starring. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, it's Thunder Force. And uh, Jay got down to watching a few things, nothing new. So mainly uh, what are you watching is on me, but we are going to come together. Uh, are we? Pun intended? Maybe not intended. <laughs> I don't know. Better be intended. Uh, <laughs> but we are going to come together to talk about Falcon Winter Soldiers <laughs> episodes three and four. We previously talked about episodes one and two, um, leading up to episodes five and six, which is which is going to be the end of the first season. Uh, and then it's crazy. Uh, n- in the next episode, we'll have news and a trailer park for the Loki series. So. Without any further delay, Jay, let's get into this week's What Are You Watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Oh, ain't watching. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, Jay, real quick. You've been sick. You had, you, you, you know, you had the fever. You sure. haven't really been feeling right. You had your balls hanging down to your knees because you got that fever sack. You know, mm. you know what I'm talking mm. about. Mm. Or like you have a little bit of a fever and your balls just run from your body and mm. just seek shelter somewhere between your kneecaps. <laughs> it happens to all of us. It happens to the best of us. But you needed some. You needed some home remedies. You needed I, some. I some did. comfort watches. Some I, comfort I, food. I, I I definitely needed it, and it was I was it was well earned. I thought, but it was the tail end. I was coming out of it of my main symptoms and illnesses. So you know, it was a tough final stretch i guess you can say and i needed some comfort food so what i did i kind of just saw on my new you know smart tv which i'm still trying to figure out myself uh it's not quite as fuck you're so old nicely polishes the comcast setup that i had the best part is your smart tv is a fire tv which is like one of the easiest interfaces to use i have a fire stick on like every it's not hard it's just i don't know you're so used to like popping your phone up to your TV and just something. Like, streaming yeah, from the I don't know. Phone, I, so. the, I, I'm still adjusting to it. I mean, give me give me a little slack. It's only been like six weeks. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, six weeks since I had my own place and had my own TV. It's my first time. 
But this is one of those things where, like, I, I just, I just, I needed some comfort food. So what I did, I rewatched Friends with Benefits and the competitor, No Strings Attached. So, which I find funny because recently, like I, I told you, like a couple of weeks ago, me and Lauren did the same thing. Uh, I love both of them. You know, they're. they're I know. They're both I kind of do too. I do. I do enjoy Friends with Benefits more. Then no but it's funny how attached. two spouses were in the exa- like uh, you know I obviously know. I know uh, it's obviously true. Uh, Mila Kunis married uh, Ashton Kutcher. I don't believe they were married at the time of these movies. No, being they made, weren't. They weren't. But yeah, uh, it's it's kind of interesting that like both of them eventually went on to get married and stuff like that. And it's true. These romantic comedies, but they're they're romantic comedies that are that are that are trying to break the mold. They're modern romantic comedies. Yeah, and I love the idea. And obviously, I have a lot of history with friends with benefits types of situations, and a lot of experience. You would say, yeah, not just history, and and experience. I think I think I think ultimately, um, what I thought was the most proper. Uh, the the most realistic was Friends with Benefits, and I thought also what was the most uh, funny was Friends with Benefits. But also, I thought it just kind of it had a better cadence of the. Uh, Friends it's hard with to Benefits explain is it. the one with with Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake. Oh, that's the one you think is more realistic. The one that ends with the uh, with the flash mob well, and stuff like that. Well, you know, I'm talking about like the majority of. It. I'm not talking about like the whole like, story arc for the most part but i think character wise i actually prefer uh i actually prefer the other one with ashton kutcher and interesting uh, yeah and uh my god why can't i think of her name natalie portman that's the one that's the one i prefer i think i think i didn't buy natalie portman's character i think i think she was a little too um, you can't buy someone that's too that that's so busy that all they want to do is just bang and then you know get back to their life. No, I, I get that. I can I, relate to that. No, I I, I really hundred percent do, and I understand that hundred percent. It's just that like at certain points within her character, within the story, in the movie, and you see it, like she really just like flat out shuts them off, and 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 it's and it it, it like kind of like a real dickish kind of way, which didn't seem. Right. It didn't seem like organic with, with this kind of length of a relationship with this guy. You know, you guys did a lot. You guys banged a lot. You were together a lot. You wouldn't just be that, you know, brash with him. And and, but this, and then, especially with the outcome of the story, right? You know, so it's just one of those things where it just didn't feel right to me in certain character choice moments. Um all right, but so when it comes I did to, enjoy so, both. I do enjoy both. I mean, oh, honestly, I there's just yeah, I, there's two different flavors. It's like vanilla and chocolate. You know, it's like, you know, I, I'm happy that both of them but they're are both ice cream. So similar, yeah. And and it's ironic because ratings, box office, all very comparable. So you know, kudos to them. I know there's a lot of backstory as far as like who was going to get the are title. Friends with benefits over no strings attached. I think so. At and I'm no point, strings attached over 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 uh, friends with benefits. So and originally I was the opposite way. I was more into no strings attached, friends with benefits. This time around, I I kind of flipped. Yeah. So go figure. All right, man. Fair enough. Well, let me get into uh, one of the things that I watched. Like over this weekend, it was WrestleMania. I don't want to talk about WrestleMania too much. It, it was. It's it's fun. I. It's probably the best pay per view that you know they'll do. This is the first time I watched it on Peacock. I have a Peacock subscription now just to watch WWE. Uh, but while watching it, not everything, not everything's great. You know, like I, I think some of the storylines are, are just 
just dog shit at this point. I, I thought some of the matches, for the most part, the superstars went out there and they put on the best show that they possibly could with the dog shit stories that they're being given right now. But at the same time, without the story, why am I even here then? You know, like, why do mm-hmm. I care? So, like, so some matches that really stood out to me as, as truly awful. Um, the, the, the New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos, I thought was pretty awful. Um, I don't, I don't like squash matches that much you know i think the new day are two veterans who have been in the business long enough they would they, they would at least put up a decent fight against almost but you know whatever wwe has a plan and they're they're pushing things forward in that direction so whatever uh the the big e match versus apollo uh if you're wwe you know what i'm talking about if you're if you don't watch wwe you're just like dave get this fucking over with and don't worry it's quick so <laughs> uh the the big e match versus apollo i don't like how there was an interference that just came out of fucking nowhere like that guy was not in introduced as being part of Apollo's crew. He just fucking comes out and out of nowhere, choke slams Big E, and then Apollo gets the pin, and they're like, it's done. And I'm like, what? That's bullshit. That's dog shit. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> same thing with the with with the big main event of Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryant. Um, there's just just too much interference. Just too much. I wanted to see right. wrestling. I wanted to see these guys perform. And I don't like when the storyline puts in these, these things. It, it's starting to feel a little bit like the 1990s with WCW where every match had to end with an interference. Every match had to end by a DQ. No one could lose face. Everyone's too powerful. I, I don't like that, but there were some fantastic matches uh, on the women's side of things. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Fucking fantastic. Uh, Rhea Ripley looked amazing going up against Asuka. One of the best matches Asuka's had in a long time because they've been really underutilizing Asuka and it was a really good match there. Um, and I I thought that the the match between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre was good as well. I I enjoyed that match. I um I like Drew McIntyre, but I like Bobby Lashley with the belt, and I'd like to keep it that way. He is only the third African American uh superstar in WWE to hold the belt since WWE's been around. Hmm. Yeah, there's only been The Rock and Kofi Kingston and then Bobby Lashley. I might be wrong in that, but I think I went through all the belt holders, looked at it, and they are the only three African-American people to ever hold the belt. So, Yeah, I'm surprised you don't see more. Yeah, you should, 100%. So that's another reason why, like, plus Bobby Lashley's been with the company for, like, 15 years, going on, like, 20 years, whatever it is. He's been around for a while, and this is his first, like, championship opportunity. I want to see what they do with it. Uh, so I'm not going to spoil the end of the match and stuff like that, but I look forward to seeing what Bobby Lashley like does more with it. So there, there were some good matches. Cool. There were some so-so matches and there were some really, truly awful matches. Uh, it's always an event. Uh, now they've gone to making WrestleMania two night event. So I'll be honest. Uh, I watched, I watched, um, NXT stand and deliver, uh, on, on Wednesday and Thursday night, Friday night was SmackDown. Saturday was WrestleMania night one. Uh, WrestleMania night two was Sunday. Raw was tonight. And in between that, I watched AEW two episodes of AEW on demand, um, AEW dynamite. So essentially like I am just wrestling overload. I'm fucking tired at this point. I don't want to watch any more wrestling for the next week. I need to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just been too much. Um, but if you're a WrestleMania fan, I'd like to know what you thought of of this year's WrestleMania. I think I, I think it was kind of a weak year for WWE ultimately. Hmm. Um, but I, I kind of want to blame the pandemic on that. 
but I also want to blame the writing as well. I'd like to see them get some new blood in the writing house. I'd like to see them take a little bit more of like an indie sentimentality. And they just recently moved NXT from Wednesdays to Tuesdays because AEW Dynamite was destroying them in the ratings. It's not their flagship show, you know, but uh, AEW has staked the claim. They've taken some some big names from WWE uh, and they've done something with them and made them more interesting. So it's going to be interesting to see how WWE continues to compete with AEW moving forward. But I'm slowly switching camps. I'm slowly becoming more of like an AEW guy than I am a WWE guy. Mm. Right now, I'm just watching them both and just kind of enjoying it at times. Yeah, no, I understand that. Absolutely. And if you guys are interested as well, hit up Dave, hit up me. I will uh, forward your information over to Dave and you guys can converse and banter. Yeah, I love talking about wrestling. Mainly as a true wrestling fan, I like complaining about wrestling (laughs) (laughs) because that's what true wrestling fans do. Uh, so I want to talk about something else that I found like extremely interesting. So I, I kind of had like a Apple TV watch experience this week. So oh, nice. I, I had a, I had a really rough night on Saturday with both Grayson and, and Logan, uh, Logan, uh, didn't want to sleep. She wanted to sleep out in the living room with me. I was out there with Grayson. Grayson was crying, keeping her awake. Both of them came out. Grayson falls asleep on my shoulder. Logan falls asleep on the couch. And I was like, man, what am I going to do? Like, I, I need to find something to watch. So I have to like, it's an interesting thing when you have a baby sleep on you because on you, you don't want to disturb the baby. You don't want to wake him up. But at the same time, you want to reach the remote that is just out of reach. So I had to like shimmy down the couch, oh, reach the man. remote. Then there, we have a sound bar, which has a different volume remote. That was on the other side of the room. So I had to like slowly stand up, keep the baby in the same position, kind of walk with my back arched backwards and my legs out in front of me so that he didn't feel the, the pitch and the yaw of my, uh, of, my, of my chest changing positions and kind of walk like basically with my, with my head behind my hips <laughs> over to get the to get the volume remote and i couldn't find shit to watch it's one of those things where it's like you really want to watch something you want to watch something new but you don't want to watch anything that's like too in-depth right because at any minute this baby could wake up and destroy just destroy this relaxing moment Uh, my daughter could wake up and demand that i put on something kid friendly uh so i didn't know what to do so I started going through all the streaming apps. I went through Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, uh, Peacock, Paramount Plus. I think I have six days left on that before I'm letting it cancel. Uh, and I went to Apple TV Plus and I was like, man, I'm just going to look on here. And I went through a bunch of stuff. Nothing really interested me, but I came across calls. It's called calls. C-A-L-L-S. Calls. Like phone calls. And I was waiting it, for you to say uh, like like C or something like that, the Jason Momoa one, that, where so, nobody can have, they're all blind, right? So I would feel yes, like a lot of people yes. would be, uh, well, I guess that would be the opposite. I guess people would be a lot more chatty than they would be quiet because <laughs> they have to rely on voice. There's things we can't explain. What are you saying? We've had a 
lot of strange calls. Something is happening out there, and not just to me. Calls is a series that has no visuals to it whatsoever, other mm. than essentially Windows Media Player circa 2000 screen. So, like, you're watching it, and it's it's all phone calls, right? Mm. And as the audio is going on in the phone calls, like different designs and things are happening on the screen, but there's no there's no visuals other than that. So, it's oh, just I've audio. heard of this. It's essentially <gasps> oh, an yeah, audio yeah, drama. Yeah. Yeah, and Tom. it was created by Fetty Alvarez. So Fetty Alvarez is best known as the director for Don't Breathe and Evil Dead. He also just recently did uh, The Girl in the Spider's Web. Not so well received. No, but it's kind of like this. It's kind of like this small series that follows people who were going through different paranormal or psychological or I guess physiological like physics events uh like the i'll just give away the first episode the first episode the guy's making a phone call he's calling someone from across the country and he's having a conversation with her and she's like what do you mean like what do you mean you're in la you're standing outside my apartment right now in new york and he's like wait what no i'm not and then like he starts describing everything that's going on. She's she's describing everything that's going on. Both of them are both in LA and New York at the same time, it seems like. And then it just kind of ends with him. He's like, Oh my god, I'm floating into the air. I'm floating into the air. I'm I'm floating into the air. And he just goes. So it's like it's essentially like Black Mirror. But the 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 cool thing is like all these phone calls, the only context you're given is what's given away in the phone call. So you can't put all the pieces together. However, I will say this. Uh the first like 5 episodes kind of seem like that it is not connected whatsoever. These are all random events and we're just kind of hearing phone calls about it. But it's somewhere around the midpoint that you start realizing, "Oh, all of this is connected. There is a singular story that they're trying to tell here. And by the time you get to the last episode, it gets so deep sci-fi and mind-blowing and then comes full circle in a way that I was like, I was elated. But I, I started oh, the series. Elated, wow. Elated. I had a lot of fun with it. I had a lot of fun with it. I was somewhat inspired by it uh, in a way. Uh, but like, no, I, I got... I got like midway through the series that morning with my son sleeping on my chest and my daughter sleeping. There is cursing in it. It's not family friendly. So when she woke up, we switched to the next movie I'll talk about, which is, which is kid friendly. Um, and I, I shut it off, but I was so desperate to get back to it that when I went back to work on Monday, instead I, I listened to it as a podcast while I was at work and I loved it. I actually like had to park my work car and stop working during my lunch break just to do the last episode because I was like I was into it. I was in it. I really enjoyed it. You don't need to watch this as if, you know, you're watching it on your TV. You can just go onto your Apple TV Plus app if it's on your phone, listen to it as an audio drama. It's a quality audio drama from a quality story storyteller like Fetty Alvarez. Uh the voice cast is pretty darn good in it so the voice cast includes people like aubrey plaza clancy brown uh there's also nicholas braun rosario darson mark duplass nick jonas uh you know i mean it's it's a pretty star-studded cast judy greer she's actually one of those people that like i picked her i picked her voice out 
during one of the during one of the things. I was like, that's got to be Judy Greer. <laughs> uh, Stephen Lang also. So I mean, there's there's a ton of people who lend their voice. Pedro Pasquale's in an episode. Danny Pudi, Ben Schwartz. So I highly recommend if you're. And I'm someone- sorry, how many episodes? So it's uh, nine episodes, and each episode runs anywhere from like 15 minutes to half hour. I think the final one's like 45 minutes, but you don't need to watch it. You can listen to it as an audio drama. So if you're someone who gets into audio dramas as one of your podcasts, uh, if you want a star-studded cast that's done by a, a, a pretty adept storyteller filmmaker, Check it out. I highly recommend Jay. Checks I'm hi- I'm highly interested in, in in what this is all about because I remember hearing about this and I was intrigued, but I wanted to hear some response before I got into it because I'm more of a visual person, obviously. And but at the same time, I have been obviously over the last you know few years since we've been in podcasting, I've been getting into podcasts myself a little bit more. Um, so I'm definitely intrigued with this and I'm very interested to hear Dave say elated. The whole series dropped on March 19th of 2021. So we're actually pretty recent into it. The whole, they just dropped the whole series right at once. So, uh, highly, I highly recommend it. I I encourage everyone to check it out. Very cool. Uh, Jay, what my daughter did eventually wake up while I was watching calls, which brought me to the next movie that I want to review. I actually talked about this movie on the show uh, already, but I actually had to cut it out due to time. So I actually watched it a couple months ago when it came to Apple TV+. Plus. It's called Wolf Walkers. Wolf, wolf, hunting far and yonder. The forest is brimming with wolves. It's my job to hunt them down, not yours. But we could hunt them together. Wolves, bears, dragons even. <laughs> <laughs> One of them wolf walkers. Wolf walkers? Wait! The ones that can talk to wolves with some wild magic. That. You can come out now. We can smell ya, you stick. You're a uh, wolf walker. You're a wolf when you sleep. What? A girl when you're awake. Something's happened to me. Yeah, I can see that. Flipping great. You're a wolf now. Be a wolf. The woods are getting smaller every day. These wolves, they're just beasts. Tonight we put an end to this. I promise your mother I'd keep you safe. This is an animated feature that is currently nominated for Best Animated Feature Film for the Academy Awards. I believe it won the Golden Globe for uh, Best Animated Feature recently. And it stars the voice cast of Sean Bean and Maria Doyle Kennedy, who you may remember from The Tudors and Dexter. So it it essentially follows... Now, this is a kid's movie, so when I describe it, you're going to be like, wait, this is a kid's movie? So it essentially takes place in uh, Scotland during the Dark Ages when 
just after England had taken control over Scotland. And Goodfellow, who is played by Sean Bean, is a hunter who moves from England to Scotland to clear the the to clear the wolves out of the woods that are attacking the village. He gets paid for being a hunter, gets paid by the pelts. It's essentially a bounty hunter, but he brings his daughter along with him because his his wife had died, uh, presumably of some sort of plague. They kind of mention and his daughter just doesn't love doesn't like living behind the town walls she gets herself out into the forest and she comes across a young girl whose name is meg og mcintyre <laughs> pretend i said it in a proper scottish accent but anyway she um she reveals to her that she is a wolf walker during the day she is a girl uh and at night her body rests but her spirit leaves her body and becomes a wolf and mm. it is something that is part of old uh celtic and old gaelic and old uh pagan folklore but when england took over they pushed all the pagans out so it's like this last this last like bastion of of magical energy that was left in the land and as goodfellow's killing all the wolves he's eventually getting to these people who are also wolf walkers and i don't want to spoil it much more from there but this is a truly touching story of two you know couldn't be different girls who become best friends and kind of fight to to save a way of life and fight to change the opinions of their parents despite the differences between them and stuff like that it's it honestly is a beautiful story and i think that the animation it's it's incredibly gorgeous in its simplicity uh you know it's not it's not overly manufactured it's not overly produced you can see the pencil strokes and stuff like that in it it's very it's very artistic it's very much Ooh. jay's indie movie type animated Ooh. film and i encourage anybody whether you have kids or not to watch it you may groan at a joke here or there but i think at the core of the story it's it's going to touch you a little bit in a little way and i think i think it's worthy of your time oh and i guess if i'm going to give it a score it's going to be an a yes it's good it's good man i I, I also jay i watched i watched another movie it's on netflix this is a new movie that just came out i encouraged you to watch it because i needed Mm. you to see Mm. but you didn't I didn't. I'm sorry. You, you, you saved sorry. yourself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. You, you, I'm sorry. <laughs> you saved yourself from it. You saved yourself from it. But I watched Melissa McCarthy in Thunder Force. been developing a genetic platform that will allow us to give ordinary people superpowers. But do me a favor, please. Don't touch anything. Oh, dear God, Lydia. Do you have any idea what you've done? You just took our only formula for super strength. What's your superpower? Invisibility. That's awesome. For the first time in history, we're seeing real-life superheroes fighting crime. But we're also seeing a new kind of criminal. This city deserves what's coming to it. Boom. 
go time. This is the story of well, and Mil- Octavia Spencer, of course, you know, right? Aren't they co-leads? Or yes, no? yeah, yeah. No, it's, okay. it's it's Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer, and uh, it also had Jason Bateman. Uh, it they have had- a very similar career path right now, which is very <laughs> interesting that they combined forces for this fucking movie to co-star in. It's yep. like Jesus uh, Christ, girls. It had uh, it had Bobby Cannavale, and then it has uh, I can never pronounce her name, but it's Palm Clematif. You may know her as Mantis from uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy and the Marvel Universe. Uh, so this is a world where I, there was some you know, cosmic event that caused people to gain powers, but only people who had a gene or or the chemicals released in their brain that caused them to become psychopaths actually got superpowers. No regular person, no 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 good person got superpowers. Only bad people got superpowers. So the world is kind of left to to bow to their to their beck and whim. And Octavia Spencer plays a scientist who is developing a way to give good people superpowers. Melissa McCarthy plays her best friend who happens to bumble into her lab and get the treatment to get super strength. And they ultimately become a super team to fight these these baddies and supposedly hilarity ensues however i don't think that's the case i thought that thunder force was the most intellectually insulting low-hanging fruit for laughs piece of shit garbage that i've seen in quite some time (laughs) it's not good to say the least it looked really bad, and I Melissa saw the McCarthy trailer, will and it's not just make you oof. laugh once. Octavia Spencer looks like she's in pain ninety percent of the time in this movie. There is a bright spot, and his name is Jason Bateman, and it's because you can tell in his performance he's taking none of this seriously whatsoever. He's just there to deliver the lines in the most deadpan, dry humored way possible, and it works because it's so different than the rest of the over the top humor from the film that it actually works for you and i got a few chuckles <laughs> out of jason bateman that's the only thing that kept it from being an f was that Atta jason boy. bateman was in it yeah and and uh he uh he plays uh a crab man he plays a man who was bitten by a radioactive crab on his testicles <laughs> on his honeymoon and that gave him crab powers so he's not quite the same as the rest of the bad guys uh he just kind of got a raw deal and a chapped ass <laughs> Um, but there are some truly disgusting scenes between him and Melissa McCarthy because she's attracted to him because of his claw arms and she loves crab. So they're like getting intimate and she's rubbing butter on him and, and dusting him with old Bay. (laughs) Oh my God. Getting intimate with them. And it sounds hilarious, but it's not. These are dry times, so she's so desperate to catch some Moby Dick, she'll practically throw her harpoon. Worst lay guaranteed. <laughs> it's painful to watch. Was he juicy? Mo- Did he yeah. like squirt at all? No. <laughs> Uh, actually, she he does. <laughs> he does. No, she doesn't crack him. The bad guy cracks his claws off, and it is juicy. He does squirt all over the place. <laughs> um, no, no, I'll be honest. Like there was almost no redeeming quality for this other than Jason Bateman, who I think was. I mean, he's not like a delight in it. He's just he's just the only bright spot. You know, like it's a cloudy night, and only one star was shining. 
and it was Jason Bateman. But ultimately, it was dog shit. I give this movie a D fucking minus. Yeah. That star was shining, but it wasn't shining brightly. It's just not enough of him. It's just if you had made his character the person who got who got the powers and we and we were following him instead of Melissa McCarthy and his over the top humor, it felt like this makes Ghostbusters twenty sixteen look like a fucking masterpiece. A fucking masterpiece. Wow. A tour de force. Yeah. For so Melissa put that McCarthy in perspective if, it, if you're on the fence after that review. <laughs> the uh, yeah. Yeah. Steer it's clear. bad. It's bad. It's, 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 bad. A sh- it's a shame that it's number one, at least yesterday on Netflix. It gives uh, bad It's dick, not going to last long on that top 10. No. Can, you know why it'll last? Because and it's this not going to have no, good word of mouth. This is no insult to my mother whatsoever. Don't insult My mother's the type of person. She doesn't care whether her movie's good or bad. She only watches it as as escapism and stuff like that. She yeah, doesn't watch movies like the mom. same way you yeah. and I watch it. She'll get a kick out of this movie. She will. And there are people out there who will get a kick out of this. Melissa McCarthy is still a name. She's still a draw. Octavia Spencer, she's still a name. She's still a draw. Right. Yeah. On the I surface mean, to people who watch of. this trailer, they're just like, I bet you this is fine to kill 90 minutes, but it's not. Not for me. It's not. It's truly terrible. And I think you and I picked this out of the lot when we did that Netflix kind of like when Netflix is like, here's what we got coming in 2021. I think me and you picked this out and we were both like, what absolute garbage that looks like, huh? It's It's good to be right. Kind of wish we weren't, though. (laughs) Kind of wish I had had more fun and didn't waste that much time with it. But that's the kind of that's the troublesome thing about you know, not just Melissa McCarthy, but honestly, even Octavia Spencer, they're, like I said, they are on these similar career paths right now. And unfortunately, you know, I know they're running the risk and they're putting themselves on the line because they got these producer credits, but they're not quality content. And it's, they haven't been really delivering much recently at all. No, no. Now this is directed by Ben Falcone who is uh, the husband of Melissa McCarthy. Yikes. Yeah. So, I mean, he's done other movies starring her. Uh, He was the director of Tammy. He was the director of The Boss. He was the director of Life of the Party. And now he's the director of Thunder Force. So he's done a lot, but he's done a lot of... Kind of all of them with her, all of them things. are produced by her. Yeah. He wouldn't. I don't want to say he wouldn't have a career without her, but obviously, you know, there is his quote unquote success is tied, is tied, it's tied to her, and it's also written by him by Ben Falcone. So okay, I now know to stay away from Ben Falcone films. So. <laughs> <laughs> And most Melissa McCarthy things that come out. Uh, but that that's it for, for, for these. Uh, me and Jay now get to come together to talk about something that we actually are enjoying. Oh, yes. Falcon and Winter Soldier episodes three and four. We previously did episodes one and two. We're now on to three and four, and then we'll jump into five and six once the final episode has come out. So kind of like bi-weekly discussions on Falcon Winter Soldier. Jay, you're all caught up, I I, I assume? I am. All right. Uh, for you guys who are listening, we're hitting the spoiler warning right now. It's time to pop out. You've heard the show before. Check us out on the socials. Reach out to us. If you've been with the show, and you're ready to hear some spoilers, you want to hear us discuss it, stick around, because here it comes. These guys use brute force. They're strong. 
We're gonna need all hands on deck for whatever's coming next. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. All right, Jay, Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, we got through the growing pains of episode one, which I still think was absolutely great. We talked about it. I love the character building. Uh, we got through the action story setup of, of episode two. We're now fully invested in the story that we got going on. And we thought that we were following Falcon Winter Soldier, but they're going to throw us a curveball. There's a third person that's getting added to this duo to make it a, a trio. The three amigos. Winter Soldier helps Daniel Brule's Baron Zemo break out of prison, and I fucking loved that entire sequence. <laughs> I it was with it. really good. I it was a it lot was of fun. Awesome. It was a lot of fun. I, I think it's it's such a surprise, but also it works. I mean, it, it's somehow again, it's one of these weird characters that somehow works in a very dry. Well, odd comedy a lot type of, comic of way book fans he didn't work in 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 civil war right like he didn't work and that, were, that, like, is that's not the, that is true that's not the zemo i know this right. show is redeeming the zemo that you know like it's 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 melding what they've built before with right. what they had in the comics and it's and it's doing it well and daniel Brühl is well he's a great actor too and he's a great actor so he deserves it he does yeah. deserve a little bit of clout I mean, we're, I'm not talking about like this isn't like Inglorious Bastards level performance from Daniel Brühl, but he's chewing up the scenery and he's doing oh, a fantastic yeah. job of it. Yeah, they really do a a fantastic job. First off, of starting this story off, starting this episode off, kind of like post the battle in the last one, we're starting to see the cracks in John Walker. Right, like John Walker is, you know, I talked about it last time. He's clearly going to turn to the dark side. Yeah, I mean uh, the the whole story that that's the one drawback right now for me within this series is you don't the, like it. No, 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 no. I said the one drawback. Oh, okay. I said the one the one drawback of this series so far for me has been the the such a predictable path for the current Captain America. But and I but but it's also it while it's predictable, it's believable, right? I talked about I, it last I, episode. I understand that. I do get that. And every step, even at the very cliffhanger of an ending, it is still understandable. Right. It's just that the fact of since fucking episode one, I knew exactly what path this it was going to take. Right, you're right. The whole Since he premiered season. in episode two, we've known the arc. But like, I mean, would you too, feel it was any too different? noticeable of an arc? Put it that. Would way. you feel any different, like stepping into the shoes of Steve Rogers, who was a super soldier? Great no, man. No, I get it, dude. I super get soldier. it. I, I, I get it. In John I'm Walker's just, mind, I'm just saying for he's some a great reason, man. He's a great soldier, but he's not a super soldier. Right. And the, I, I love the way, like in episode in episode three, uh, we don't get a whole lot of him. But you know, in episode four, uh, we're just going to kind of like meld these two together. We're not going to sit here and split them into two. In episode four, he goes up against against the Wakandan guards and stuff like that. He gets his ass kicked, and I love the way the camera focuses in on him, and he's just like, they weren't even super soldiers. <laughs> He's tired of getting his ass kicked at this point. Like he's just worn out on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, 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 he he I I think he more so wants to catch Carly uh, you know, Morgenthau to get the super soldier serum than he wants to catch her for you know, to stop her as a terrorist. He he more or less you, you could definitely see 
how that makes sense just at, from a character standpoint if you're stepping into those shoes you know in in his mind uh, he's thinking like Tony Stark everything that was special about Steve Rogers came from a bottle but the whole point of Bucky and and cap uh, I'm sorry of Bucky and 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 Sam, going through the journey that they're going through is that that wasn't the only thing that's special about Steve. And even Daniel Brühl Zemo realizes it because in episode four, he kind of asked them, he's like, the super soldier serum has never been a good idea. It takes good people and makes them worse. You cannot have a, a super soldier without there being some sort of totalitarian government behind it, which is Daniel Brühl's like whole, whole thing on it. Sure. And, Sam Sam's rebuttal to that is like Steve wasn't like that and he's like the exception that proves the rule then but tell me has there ever been another Steve Rogers and they neither of them neither Bucky nor Sam can look at at Zemo and say like yeah there has because there hasn't but I think what the series is doing is it's doing a fantastic job of showing us that Sam is the evolution of the Captain America character Right. Because when everyone else wants to go punch Carly Morgenthau in the face, he's the only one that says, hold on. I used to run group therapy. I used to talk soldiers down all the time. Let me go in there. Let me talk to her. His first instinct wasn't go in to punch, which is exactly yeah. the way Steve would have done it. And and th that's not anything. That's not Steve's influence on him or anything like that. Although that is a big part of his character. It's the fact that that's who Sam was from the get-go. That's what Steve saw in him from the get-go. The first time he met Sam, you know, it was cracking jokes and stuff like that. But Sam yeah. recognized that there was a darkness inside of Steve that he might need to talk about, that he might need to get out of himself yeah. and invited him to group therapy. And while Steve didn't participate. I'm the Falcon to your, you know, to your Captain America. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So he, uh, I, so, I mean, and then it even, inf like Sam didn't just get influenced by Steve. He influenced Steve because with Avengers Endgame, what is Captain America doing with all of his free time with no bad guys to fight? Sam's job. He's yeah. running group therapy for people. So I, I think Sam just never stepped outside of himself long enough to look at himself and, and say, like, that's why I was chosen. That's why I, not only did Steve Rogers choose me to be him, but at a time when I wasn't around and Steve Rogers didn't have anything to do, he chose to be me. But they're not, you know, it's not anything you would recognize at the time. Sure. So I, I that's one of the things that I'm really liking about the show is 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 it's taking its time to show you and prove to you why Sam was the right choice for all those people who are like, but I want to see Bucky cap. And it's like, but could the American government could, could the American people, could anyone in the world ever really trust a captain America that used to be an assassin who was brainwashed? No, but I can trust Sam. And it's a time in our world where we probably should trust someone like Sam and someone like Sam should be a beacon of hope. Yeah, and because a he is, for he has that well-rounded embodiment of the character. You know, he's not, you know, I mean, Bucky is so broken still. And, and I love that they're really, really diving into that um, during this and, and, yeah. and it works. And it, Sam's it, a bit it's of a, a lot, dick for it's ignoring a lot of respect. him. Yeah, sure. They give a lot of grounded respect to each character. They do, but like Sam, like at, at one point, like you know, 
I think like Falcon, uh, I'm sorry, I think Winter Soldier pours his heart out to Sam and he says like, because if Cap was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. And Sam's kind of like, heavy. yeah. Yeah. And Sam's kind of like, okay. Like he just kind of blows it off. And it's like, it's Sam's not quite there yet, but he's getting there. Um, and it, it's, it's kind of interesting how he needs, he needs Bucky to be there to well, kind of like show him like you think all these things that you know about cap are but the, correct but but again I cap longer the, you know when you really 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 think about it you know the and i'm happy that they're doing this throughout the show they you know on paper this is a complicated relationship and in normal circumstances this will be hard for them to even get through and I'm happy to you know to see that they are struggling to get through this as a relationship between the two of them together, um, you know, for better or worse, because they have been through a lot, you know, and they have these mutual things together. But it's a complicated situation, and it's complicated it um, uh, viewpoints and direction and history and and you know what their v- viewpoint is going forward. You know, like there's so much to it. There's a lot more layers, and I'm really happy that they're actually able to, you know, respectfully show it. You know, it's throughout also this made more complicated show. by the fact that this is not the story that they that they originally had. You know, the flag smashers. Um, there was originally supposed to be a global pandemic that was going on. There's some scene changes. They've had to do some reshoots to erase that global pandemic uh, aspect of the of the storyline and change it to like this super soldier storyline that they're doing. I think that was always part of it, but that global pandemic was meant to lead to this. So, you know, it's also more complicated with that, but it's interesting how they've corrected that story and still wound up telling what possibly could be the better story in the end. Um, so just, just going through it. We, we also, Episode three, we get introduced to Madripoor. We also get to meet Sharon Carter again. Sharon Carter, uh, obviously been through some shit, having been uh, disemboweled by the U.S. government, having been completely pushed away by uh, because of her actions in civil war and stuff like that. She's now int- you know intricate into Madripoor. Um, there's something more going on with her than what she's showing them, but she does lead them to the. Not the power broker, but to the individual who's who created the super soldier serum. Uh, he did it just before he was blipped. Then he was blipped. Then he came back. Continued making the super soldier serum. And we know Baron Zemo, he likes to put bullets in super soldiers like he did in Civil War. And he certainly would love to put a bullet in the person who's creating super soldiers. And boy, howdy does he. <laughs> mm-hmm. So nonchalantly, too. <laughs> We also get the great dance scene with Daniel Brühl in the uh, as Zemo dancing uh, during that party. It's a huge meme right now, or, or yeah, gif, or whatever scene. you want to call you it. Can I watch mean, the it's full hour like long a, cut of oh just him ad lib dancing and stuff like that. So good. Uh, then we get to like episode four because they get to Carly Morgenthau. They find her at the funeral of her mentor. That's when that's when Sam wants to go and have a conversation with her. That's when he wants to talk to her and stuff like that. Um, he eventually gets overridden. Uh, he he is getting through to her. He 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 may actually get her to step down. We don't know whether he would or not. But John Walker interferes, uh, attacks her, causing the Flag Smashers to go up against Battlestar, uh, new Captain America, Sam, and Bucky. Um, Battlestar ultimately loses his life 
and that causes John Walker to lose his motherfucking shit. Uh, and previously in a fight with them, he destroyed uh, Zemo destroyed all the vials of super soldier serum except one, which John Walker found and took. And it's at this moment that um, we talked about this. Erkstein made the original super soldier serum. And if you were already a bad guy, well, you're going to be even worse under the super soldier serum. And it's pretty clear that someone as damaged as John Walker uh, should not have the super soldier serum, but he has taken it and which we haven't seen him take it. But he right, obviously right. took it, but just from his behavior. So, so, so now John Walker's taken it, and he he is essentially losing it after he sees Battlestar go. And I think yeah. this is probably the pinnacle of the show, probably the moment that that we all kind of like waited for with it. Yeah, big turning point. Big turning point. He goes absolutely apeshit, and I feel really bad for the guy uh, that he goes up against because that guy, you know, previously talked to Carly Morgenthau about how he was a Captain America fan, right? His grandfather was a freedom fighter in World War II, and uh, Cap was always this symbol of hope, not just for America, but for others, and here he is getting his skull smashed by the symbol of Cap's freedom, and we are left with a shot of John Walker holding Captain America's shield, and I'm taking a line from uh, from Duty's wife, Mon. How dare you stand where he stood? Tell them how it happened that night. Tell them how you looked him in the eye, a man who trusted you and killed him. Holding that shield doused in an innocent man, not innocent, but in a man's blood, because that was cold-blooded murder. It's the difference between justice and murder. It's the difference between, uh, you know, protecting the world and and bloodlust and vengeance. And, you know, John Walker is very clearly now never going to be a proper Captain America. No, no, no. It's 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 over and done with now, and especially with all the video. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything. Are we in spoilers? I guess we are. Yes. Oh, yeah. we're, we're, this is full um, spoilers. I, yeah, we we I was, didn't even talk about the show. Didn't even think about spoilers. that. But <laughs> I know that's true. Um, yeah, and all the video content—it's all—it's going to be broadcasted immediately worldwide. And yeah, that image, man, that final, final image with the blood—it was good on it was the shield. Well done. It was well done. It was well done. Well done. But again, Look, like we talked about earlier, within the character, you know, it, it just. It made sense. We were waiting for this moment to happen. Sure. And now it's going to pivot, and the rest of the series will finish off. I can't and, um, wait for it'll the be next interesting. Two it's going to be really, really Look, interesting. I, I wish really there was am- a third. I feel like two is not enough. I want like a third. I, I need another one. I, I really, really enjoyed um, WandaVision. I, 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 I had a lot of fun with it. It was fun to theorize and stuff like that. However, this is my type of MCU. It's what this you is my want. type of Marvel comic. Yeah, it's what you want. This me. is my type of. This is my type of show. So this is what I've always wanted. So, um, I'm I'm in it now, and I'm loving it, and I can't wait for the end. Yeah. So next time we talk about this, guys, it'll be at the very end when the series it is finished. Be. We'll give you a recap of our thoughts and grade it, or whatever, and um, and talk about uh, next plans for Disney Absolutely. Plus and the MCU. 
That's right. Next time we get together, we got news and a trailer park for Loki. So I want to thank all of you guys for listening. If you'd like to comment on anything that we talked about, any of the films we talked about, if you would like to tell us which one you liked more, no string, no strings attached or friends with benefits, you can reach out to us <laughs> on, or, or you want to add anything to the Falcon Winter Soldier conversation. You can reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at SuperMoviePod. I am at uh, Super Movie Bros Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Super Movie Bros, and on Twitter, J underscore SMB. And then, of course, uh, we have a Patreon, so you can check out all the additional content, any of the pre-roll content, plus some exclusive top fives, and you can also give us movie homeworks and stuff like that, like Duty did this week, where he actually made us watch a docu-series, Drive to Survive. You can head over to patreon.com slash Podcast, and for just $1 a month, you can get all the additional content that we put up over there. We're part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio podcasting network, so head over to ageofradio.org and you can check out all of the shows that are part of the Age of Radio podcasting network and you can get all Super Movie Bros episodes there on our page uh, which has a nice handy little media player right there. You just click on an episode, it'll automatically play the next episode and the next and the next. You can binge Super Movie Bros. You can have Super Movie Bros all over your face, neck, and chest. You're going to love it. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers.